Picture a pair of sunglasses. You got it? Can you see it in your mind? Now, what if I told you it's the year 2000? Now picture a pair of sunglasses. Chances are, we're all picturing the same ones. And they're probably the sunglasses that Tom Cruise wears throughout Mission Impossible 2. A bad movie that we're covering this week, the last week of the month, in our ongoing installment of covering the entire Mission Impossible franchise. So without further ado, Mission Impossible 2. How Star Wars is it? Good afternoon! <laughs> good evening and good morning, my sweet sweeties. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike. And this is Josiah. And, and we we're have here, a podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. We're here to take your calls. Uh, yeah. Do you, you have problems All in love? All night long. All night long. Do you have any requests? Uh, no, we... Uh, just kidding, guys. It's not that kind of show. This is the <laughs> kind of show where we just talk at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's two people. Very rarely do they have a guest that they've bothered to schedule. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we talk at you. And we, what do we talk about? Well, we talk about how Star Wars things are. Oh, what does that yes. mean? It means uh, you take everything there is at Star Wars. Movies, TVs, books, all of it. You mix it all together into one big ch- Toys. Comics. <laughs> into one big chili. Head talks. And that chili is a 10 out of 10. And we compare everything to that chili. So we're not concerned with the quant. Wait. We're not concerned with the quality of the right. thing. Although we do spend half of our show talking about the quality of the thing. <laughs> and that is a promise. We will always do that. Uh-huh. We will uh, say we're not going to, and then we will do it. Yes, but we do. We are more concerned with the quantity yes. of Star Wars. How much and, Star Wars. And today on the show, we're discussing Mission Impossible 2, which I don't know how Star Wars does, but as far as quantity goes, it's it, a lot. It is a lot. It's all of it. <laughs> it's a lot. It is almost. This movie... Is a lot. Uh, I kind of want to just jump into it because I actually took a lot of notes, which actually I need to get my phone. Oh, I need to get my notes up too. I Well, now we're yeah, back. I have no idea what we were last talking about. So we're, I think we were just saying we were just going to jump on in. So I took a lot of notes. Cool. This this movie, to set the scene, this movie was uh, came out in the year 2000. Boy, did in it. In the, the turning <laughs> of the millennium. And it's a very 2000s movie. John Woo directed it, which I remember reading and hearing about John Woo, like, and his style of direction, and it's all over this flick. Oh, totally. For better and for worse. Right out the gate, we've got a mask, and now they have vocal uh, changers that they put on their throats. So they've got the prosthetic mask, and now they have a vocal changer. Right out the gate... Before we even get to the title you know, card, that's funny that you we have a mask. Up. I, I meant to go back and rewatch Patrick H. Willems, who's a great YouTuber, has a whole thing called like the story of Mission Impossible or something like that. And uh, and actually, as as I say this now, I might be conflating it with something else. Regardless, um, they the whoever YouTuber it was, it might have been Movies with Mikey, uh, talked about how this movie does that like vocal thing, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, okay, you just put this thing on your throat, and your voice matches the person. But then in MI3, which we haven't talked about yet, and you may have not seen, but um, or maybe you have, 
you you see them do like like he, he makes uh philip seymour hoffman like recite a phrase that gets all of the different phonemes out of his mouth mm-hmm. so that his like tech can like you know configure what his voice ought to sound like but in that it's just sort of like magic <laughs> like a magic patch yeah, you put on like... your throat like which there you go there's the series building on itself and later justifying itself and like solidifying mm-hmm. this like beautiful uh sufi weaver um that's a that's a reference from the truth and comedy the book about how to do improv and just as the sufi weaver makes a mistake and weaves the mistakes into the pattern so does the improviser yeah, yeah, yeah. into the herald yes um and they do that they with are the series as, as important yeah so this movie is ridiculous totally. and i did Doves. not flowing clothes yeah. <laughs> pigeons and then well more like pigeons and then yeah. dove like <laughs> yeah. one dove that's like very important uh that just becomes friends with tom cruise but okay so like the the the, the just to get this out of the way i didn't like this movie i it was <laughs> too long and it sucked and some of the action was pretty good but the script was buck wild the <laughs> characterizations were all across the board Boy. The acting was not great, and it wasn't nearly as fun as the first one. Like there wasn't no, that yeah, sense it's of no fun. <laughs> no, there, there there was like that sense of like sort of that spy game charm wasn't there. Uh-huh. Uh, so just to run through some of these notes: the fucking masks, a voice changer too. John Woo's here. Tom Cruise's hair is terrible, but also like so good. Yeah. Uh, and then also I love in this one, they're like, we're going to make him do an insane stunt right at the beginning. Cause he's free climbing right. this insane that, rock. That's face. my first note is free climbing on cliffs. And then parentheses, this is where the movies start to get fucking lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's doing just insane shit. And what's weird is that this is only the second movie. And it's like, they have meta awareness of him doing insane uh-huh. shit. Because, like, the bad guy talks about it later where he's like, he'll probably do something acrobatic instead of trying to fight. Right. And it's like, we've only had one movie and already we're establishing, like, in the second movie, his, they're like, like yeah, his Ethan track record always <laughs> does this kind of shit. And it's like, he's done it one time that we've seen. Right. But I was like, okay. And then my, my first my first note about the tone of this movie is this is not your grandma's Mission Impossible, right? This no. is cool. This is cool, okay? This is so cool, like, it's tone... trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah, the tone of this movie is like, this is cool. Listen yeah. to the weird music in the background. Listen, oh like, God, we are going hard. Electric guitars. Terrible, terrible. The music in the background of this entire movie is so distracting because yeah. it sounds like fake music that you'd put in a fake action movie yeah or like like a stock clip you would use in like yes. iMovie <laughs> yes which um, maybe that's just because this was the like, thing that like did that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I wonder then, about that too yeah. like John Woo himself like all of these little like tropes of his which like I admittedly don't know any John Woo movies but um, have you ever seen Big Fat Liar I feel like we've even talked about it on this show <laughs> uh, yeah. with what's his face Agent Cody Banks and Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and Paul Giamatti um, yeah. And and the uh, John Cho, the guy from Harold and Kumar, and that awesome movie from like a year ago called Searching that I feel like no one talked about, but that movie was fucking awesome. Um, he yeah, plays yeah. like the director of the movie that Marty Wolf Pictures is shooting, and he's doing like John Woo. Like his whole thing is like there will be eleven different cameras, and it'll be in slow motion, and there will be doves. And I did not get that joke until yeah. like being an adult and knowing that that was like an actual person. <laughs> Yep. Well, so so like 
one of the things that pissed me off immediately was the woman in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Tandy Newton. Uh, w- Tandy Newton. I can't remember her character name. It's like oh, Naya. No, Naya. It's Naya. Tandy Newton. Um, and so one of the things I wrote was these are some choices and choices is in all it's in all caps. Like the minute that she and Tom Cruise meet, it's like, do you mind if I'm on top? And she's straddling yeah. him, and it's it, kind of it, gross. They were like going for like a James Bondy kind of thing. It sound it seemed like yeah. because they, it was like that sex banter. <laughs> Yes. Well, and so like one of the things I remember saying in the first about the first movie is that like the reason it works is because Tom Cruise's charisma carries it. And in this one, it's Uh like he's so punchable. Like I see his stupid face and I'm like, shut up. Yeah, quit it. He's not likable. He's not likable. And it's just I think it's the writing. But so like the fact that they squish these characters together immediately and they're like they have this immediate fire. And then like I was like, okay, I guess points for this I wrote down. Points for having a diverse casting choice for the only woman in the movie, and then minus mm-hmm. a million points for having her be constantly and immediately objectified. A bomb girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, immediately they're like, guess what? Her, like, no, we don't need her for her thief skills. Anthony Hopkins is like, she's a lying whore. We need her to be a <laughs> trap. Yeah. Like I booed, I booed out loud after <laughs> when Anthony Hopkins said, "What she has to go to bed and lie to a man? She's a woman. They're all experiencing that." And I was like, Yikes. "Shut, boo!" <laughs> like this, we, I, my mom was sitting next watching, to me. Wherever we're we're watching shows on Hulu, they often have a Chick Fil A ad that comes up, and we always just like do thumbs down at the screen until the ad's over. <laughs> like I texted Mike, and I was like, "Of course, this is the movie that my parents are like, yeah, we have time, let's sit yeah, down and okay. watch it with them." And the first like twenty minutes are just like setting up uh, Tandy Newton and Tom Cruise to have sex, and I was like, "God, this sucks." And my mom like that, like dance floor. <laughs> ridiculous and then the fact that that like the flamenco spanish style music is continuous throughout the entire movie <laughs> very weird but yeah. so her character is only is only defined by her relationships with the men she's literally like the only woman in the movie right like it sucks so bad the characterization sucks so bad anthony hopkins isn't even good in this and he's normally he's not likable either no he's normally yeah, like likable normally anthony hopkins is at least like you're like oh it's anthony hopkins like he's always gonna be yeah fine and in this he was like he can serve the script yeah and in this i was like this sucks like his first scene with tom yeah. cruise i was like what is happening they're not even having yeah. the same conversation here's a Ugh. cool connection i just made in my head anthony hopkins is hannibal lecter yes and i'm currently watching i'm almost done now with the hannibal tv series from oh, nbc yeah, yeah, yeah. and the jack crawford character in that is played by lawrence fishburne who is the Anthony Hopkins character in MI3. Uh, there <laughs> the, we like, go. leader of the IMF. <laughs> I know, I like how they and just... And is that something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, running through notes again, this movie sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's very 2000. Like, it's Here's very a note. misogynistic. Go um, ahead. The thing is, like, a virus. The, like, MacGuffin yeah. is, like, a world-ending virus, which is kind of odd and timely. <laughs> yeah. And which I have an, another thing to say, because later, whenever uh, Tandy Newton's character injects herself and they're like, they like release her out into, she goes back with the bad guys and then to like right. scare them or whatever, scare Tom Cruise, they're like, we're going to release her into like a populated area. And then they go and find her and give her the, she's about to kill herself and they give her the antidote. And I'm like, how is this virus transmitted? Because she was outside around people, presumably. <laughs> so like, 
unless the unless you can only transmit it after you're dead, then like the movie's not over, guys. We have to like do some right. contact <laughs> tracing to see if she gave this to anybody. Like contract tra- tracing of the chimera virus, yeah. uh, <laughs> which even almost sounds like Corona. Kind of does. So a couple um, of things just from like 2000, uh, specifying yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's a digital camera is very cute. Oh my god, yeah, so fun. Like they're like all, bring all the, the digital, digital camera. Technology in this movie is really funny. <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, and gosh, okay, I so we talked about the masks. In the prosthetic masks in the first episode. Yeah, and you don't really love them, and I do. Okay, no, I think they're cool. I think that this movie relies <laughs> on the fact that these characters can essentially shapeshift a hundred percent convincingly. Uh-huh. They rely on it for like like three, three reveals. or four major plot <laughs> yeah. beats. Yes, it's like three reversals. Yeah. And it's too much. Like the last one, I guessed what was happening and I was right. And I was like, see, that was, if you had done one fewer, maybe I would have been yeah. like, oh, I'm surprised. But like, I was like, that's like the ending, like reversal is that Tom Cruise apparently brought a perfect mask of one of the bad of guys. Of his own face. Or, of yeah, his well, own face. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> he brought two masks. Yeah, one of where his was, own face. <laughs> and where was he holding them? Yeah. And and he had the vocal trans ponder or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. And he, uh, in, in somehow after blowing the, both of them up with a grenade, is able to switch clothes entirely, switch <laughs> and then place masks on each other's faces and have Here's, like a Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> yeah, <here's, laughs> yeah, he went that away. Here's my guess. First of all, you mentioned earlier that this movie is too long, and if it were Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island length, it would have been at least a oh, little God. better. Um, but here's guess. my guess of, as to how he had those two masks like on his person. So like you said, he had to have like a change of clothes. I think his clothes were reversible, like you see in the first movie. Doesn't he have a reversible suit jacket or something? He does in the fourth yeah. one as well. That's like an ongoing thing. So his clothes are reversible. He has in the breast pocket of one of the, like on one side of the jacket, he has the mask of the bad guy and he's just wearing the Tom Cruise mask. Oh, sure. So he takes his own, <laughs> that <laughs> so way, he takes like, his own face off. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a power play if that guy, like that guy's conscious and he has duct tape over his mouth and he sees Tom Cruise pull off his own face and it's Tom Cruise underneath. Yeah. And that would be <laughs> such a funny mask reveal in one of these movies. So yeah, That's, the master that makes me mad that like Austin Powers hasn't done that as a guy. Oh god, that'd like, be too Austin good. Powers takes off a mask and he's still Austin Powers. That'd be fun. So there's too many mask reveals. It it becomes almost comedic. It's like a little ridiculous. Um, the John Woo birds are there. There's like flying. There's too much slow motion. Uh oh, I wrote down slow motion in all caps. The oh the, yeah, like gun kick out of the sand. Yes. <laughs> That that sequence, that like maybe yeah. three minute sequence or ten minute sequence, I don't remember how long it is, has like thirty was, slow motion pieces. I think it was like forty five <laughs> minutes, maybe. Like it okay. felt like it was. Ugh. No, legitimately, I stopped the movie to go pee, and I was like, "There's fifteen minutes left of this movie." Yeah, because there's kind of two endings. Right. Right. And so, yeah the the action sequence at the end, boy, oh where boy. it's like a motorcycle chase, and Tom Cruise is apparently wearing heelys they and like, like hops off one joust. side. Oh yeah, right. He like rides like I have no idea how that works. They and then they were, like, joust. What, what are all the tricks you could do on a motorcycle? Yeah. 
and they joust and slow motion jump into each other, and it's not elegant, and it no, is it's kunk. Yeah, and they like, fall. Looks, uh, like awkward. <laughs> and I laughed. I was yeah. like, "That's funny." I was like, "That's a funny bit." Yeah. And man. then I wrote down like, whenever the bad guy is like has a so Ethan and him are having a fight for forever, and the bad guy pulls out a knife, and he's like, "Oh no!" Now the the, <sighs> the, the game has changed. Ethan gets his knife away from him, and the bad guy's like, "Go ahead, do it." And Ethan's like, "No, I won't kill you with a knife." I'll just beat you to death. That's that's <laughs> like there's some moral thing with the knife where right. Ethan's like, like no man not using a gun or whatever. And it's like you were literally shooting at him yeah, earlier to try this, and kill him. This movie is full of guns. There's this, so many guns. This movie like I, it made me think actually like when I was watching it it's now been like a month or so since I watched it but um when I was watching it I had the thought of wow there's no guns in any of the other Mission Impossible movies. Now that's not true. But, like, the fact that I even had that thought is, is like, an indictment of how many fucking guns are in this movie and how many, like, they're more, like, they're not, like, the, doo, 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 like, silencer-type yeah. guns. They're, like, no. splody guns. <laughs> it's a full-on shootout for the yeah. last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And it is just, it's so confusing and wild that Ethan's like, no, I'm not going to end you with this knife. It's like, does he not, maybe he doesn't want to kill him, but he's like, I will beat the shit out of you, and then, at the last minute, I will shoot you with the gun and kill you. That I kick out of the sand straight up. Yeah. It's a ridiculous movie. It's too long. It was... Uh, the only other thing that I wrote that's important is that this era Tom Cruise looks a lot like Jonathan Schwartzman. Uh-huh. Um, J- Jason Schwartzman? Jason Schwartzman, thank you. I wrote down Jonathan while I was typing because I'm an idiot. I, I did write the note, and to contradict something you said a second ago, the note is just, great mask reveal. The, <laughs> when when we see Tom Cruise like effectively die, and, and I yeah. know we keep saying Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt, um, and then they reveal that he just like shot his own his own guy or whatever. Like I love that mask reveal. In fact, of all the mask reveals, that that one might be one of my like favorites. <laughs> See, I thought it was a good reveal. I thought it was a good plot point. Like it was cool. I just felt that because we had already had two or three in the movie already. Yeah, it felt like it was. It's like how. If you, if Romeo and Juliet would wake up and kill his, kill themselves and die and then wake up like if they did it one more time it would be a comedy right <laughs> like if they just did it one more time it'd be funny it's like that where I was like this is one this too many times a parody <laughs> yeah where I was like I because I because it, was, it wasn't I, I I guessed it when he walked out I was like it's a mask right wearing a fucking mask and then it which is like not like I'm that smart it's just like. You they know at that point, showing it. yeah. You know at that point that like people are gonna be wearing masks. Right. And there's gonna be some reveals. It was ridiculous. I so, my friend Joey just this weekend, like yesterday, in fact, maybe sent me a list he found online because it must have come across his Twitter or something of like the 15 mask reveals on in the Mission Impossible franchise, and this like ranked or whatever. And this one was like up there, which is really yeah. funny to me. I. It is funny, though, because there's a mask reveal, and I know we talked about it last time, and we'll, like, continue to talk about it, because I think it may still be my favorite, but in Ghost Protocol, there's a mask reveal that's, like, just a dud to me. Tom Cruise, again, Ethan Hunt is chasing after the main bad guy's, like, right-hand man, and it's this whole chase, and then he loses him, but when he tries to grab at him, he, like, grabs a part of his face, and it comes off, and you realize that it wasn't the main bad guy's right-hand man, it was the main bad guy, which is like, well, that's, who cares? Seems, <laughs> like, seems better. Like, I, 
okay, like, why were you in disguise as your pal? <laughs> like, why, like, if that were, like, the head of the IMF or something like that, that's a reveal. But it's like, oh, it's actually the bad guy's boss. <laughs> like, which is okay. like, a, it, which is like, well, if Tom Cruise, is, if Ethan Hunt's about to catch him, that's better. That would have been a better catch. Yeah, yeah right. It's like, it's so like, like, yeah. I, like, I guess then by converse, it's it's a worse thing to have missed out on. Like the, the bigger bad guy got away, but it's not a good reveal. But this reveal, despite like what you said, it's sort of like an, a one trick pony it is sort of like, oh, whoa, he did a trick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is a cool trick. I, I think that this movie does a decent amount of cool tricks, and it tries to. And it's, like, skillfully made in the way that John Woo makes movies. Sure. But it doesn't fit into – it's so tonally it's clashes so loud. <laughs> with the first movie. Right. It's just it, wild. Uh, that, like, that first scene when, like, he gets the message in his sunglasses, which are the sunglasses oh, yeah. we were all picturing, and then he throws them at the camera and they explode. <laughs> like, I, I bet you when I was, like, you know, 10, I would have just fucking loved that. <laughs> oh, same. It's like the it's like spy kids you know yes, it's like they got this, cool sunglasses this movie feels like spy kids and my guess is in fact that robert rodriguez like modeled the sort of tone of spy kids off of this movie because it oh, like for sure it feels very similar lomo shit and like the flowing like draping clothes like feels really spy kids the desert <laughs> yeah spy kids the first one came out in 2001 yeah, so like, well, maybe it was already in development and like they just already like, you know, they, they watched dailies no, with one another. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is that this came out in 2000, Spike Kids came out in 2001. So, and Robert Rodriguez, when he makes those movies, he makes them in like a weekend. That's right. That's right. And He's so, the only other person after George Lucas to be like, yeah, you can make a whole movie just like in the computer. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I saw this post recently, like on Tumblr or Twitter or somewhere where someone was like, how did Spy Kids have like every famous person in it like over the right. course of the series because like tony shalhoub's in it yeah. uh, uh alan uh, cumming alan cumming uh what's his antonio face antonio banderas yep antonio banderas and carla cugina like their main characters um, uh susan meyer from desperate housewives terry hatcher yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the why can't i remember this fucking guy's name the steve buscemi steve buscemi oh, is he and in then, like yeah oh and, and machete the, uh-huh, plays Machete's the role of Machete. Yeah, because it's canonically in the Andy same Trejo. universe. Yeah, right. And then uh, in like the sequels, and uh, like the third one especially, like Sylvester Elijah Stallone, yeah, Elijah right. Wood, George Clooney. Yeah, like, that's right. And so like people were like, how are all these people in these movies? And like people were like, it's because Robert Rodriguez made a lot of friends in the industry. Yeah. And then he would film, like his filming technique was so quick because it was yeah. mostly green screen. He would, like, go to Kimmel and then just, like, if they had a guest that night, he'd be like, hey, can I borrow you for just, like, 30 minutes? (laughs) Yeah, and and they're all friends and, like, they know him. So George Clooney's like, yeah, I'll come over. It'll take, what, an hour? And he's like, yeah, it'll take an hour and you'll get, like, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever. And they're like, I don't even want to get paid because it's just going to be fun to go hang out. And also, like, you know, uh, my kids can watch this movie or whatever. Yes, exactly. But anyway, so as far as how Star Wars this movie is, I feel like it's more Star Wars than the first one because... I was going to... That's where I was going to start out. Like, so you do think... I think it is higher than a five. I went back yes. and looked at that. I think it's higher than a five because it feels loud and it's like garish. Yes. And it's diminishing like returns. Yes, very prequely because it like takes a solid debut and then is like, what if we do that? But like kind of worse. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
which is a very Star Wars thing to do, where like Star Flashier Wars is flashier inc- and worse. <laughs> yeah, because but Star Wars is like incredibly inconsistent as far as like whatever movies came out after the originals, if they're better or worse. But like the fact that they are worse ones makes me think that this is Star Wars in a way because it's like. What's also here's what's wild. <laughs> This came out in 2000, and the next one didn't come out until 2006. Right. Well, because it, this killed it. <laughs> like, what, that's what I'm I'm like, how, what? Like, obviously, I guess, yeah, this movie was bad enough that people were like, we're not doing it. But, like, what happened where Tom Cruise was like, you know what? It's been six years. I think they're ready. I think we got to try again. I, I wonder what that process was, because I would I would wonder if, because Tom Cruise didn't still didn't have, like, skin in the game yet, I don't think, by this point, like, in terms of, like, being the producer of it, or did no, he? No, he was producing. Oh, he was, okay. He was producing from the, from the get-go. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I, because I, yeah. I wonder if, like, this just, like, was panned so hard that it just, like, laid dormant for a while, and then they, like... You know, like, you hear in Hollywood, like, there's going to be another movie at some point. Like, you can obviously assume there's going to be another, like, Thor movie or whatever. And people just, like, have their script and their pitch. And they go to whatever company and they say, like, what if, uh, you know, what if Captain America did, like, a spy thriller? And we got, like, Robert Redford. And people were probably like, yeah, great. I've even heard, like, uh, uh, I can't remember which diehard it was. But some script, you know, got purchased of just kind of some action movie and then they were like, let's just put John McClane in this and it'll be another Die Hard movie. So, like, I, yeah. I wonder, like, you know, what the process was getting MI3 off the ground with J.J. Abrams because I'm sure they were probably like, hey, we liked Alias. Would you want to do a Mission Impossible movie? It was either that or he was like, hey, you might have pitched it, hey you know, guys, he, I want to do yeah. a Mission Impossible. I think I have the right idea for it, you know, like. That's true. I, I would love to hear the behind the scenes there because it's yeah, so interesting. Yeah, maybe we can like in the next month like research that yeah. so that we're not just like speculating. Speculating. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the I will say that like this movie feels more Star Wars in general because of the things we've mentioned. Like it's flashier. It's like not it's not as good <laughs> as the original. And like, right. but like some of the stuff just felt yeah prequely. I think is a good way to put it because it feels mm-hmm. stilted. Like the script is not good and and arguably a lot of the sequels feel that way yeah you know yeah. as well yeah i i would say i would say that this is the the bad the ways in which star wars is bad is the ways in which this movie is bad like it fails yeah. its core premise and it fails its audience in the ways that the bad star wars movie fail it like right. their audience you know right it doesn't feel genuine to the yeah it it feels like um like Mission Impossible like did really well and it like made some friends and then like it got in with like the popular crowd and it was like trying to fit in with like a different group of movies and like other movies you know that were like cool like thriller dramas in the same time as the first Mission Impossible were like Mission Impossible you've really changed man yeah. and Mission Impossible is like what are you talking about I'm the same guy I'm still really cool and likable I'm still and really everyone cool. else is like no you're not yeah it's like <laughs> I have sex now okay yes yes I <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 has sex now yeah. Mission Impossible 2 is like a junior in high school and like ditched all of his friends who he really wanted to hang out with like the they're they're all like the fucking like Yu-Gi-Oh players, but <laughs> Mission Impossible Two like did like Mission Impossible One did well enough that like regular cool action gun movies were like taking interest in him, and he was like, hey, yeah, what's up? I'm Mission Impossible, yep. and then the other movies were like, well, I guess he's not our friend anymore. Mm-hmm. 
I love this extended metaphor. I like. I think it's like he was a Yu-Gi-Oh. Mission Impossible was a Yu-Gi-Oh player that like mm-hmm. maybe started playing football and like because yes. he was actually yeah. pretty big and ac- decently athletic. Like he was like, really good on defense. And like then, Eugene from Greece when he throws the pie at like the the thing at the, the like the carnival at the end, and then the coach is like, "Hey, we ought to have you yeah. be the pitcher." <laughs> Mission yes. Impossible threw a pie. That's exactly what it is, was. Now is playing football. Yeah, it does feel, uh, yeah, Ethan Hunt feels like a different person because in the first movie, we don't see him interacting, like, sexually, really. No, right. He's just he's, sort of like a smart guy who's, yeah. like, his back and, is against the wall. And he's a spy, and, like, we don't right. see him with guns very often. The the thing we see him doing is running away or yeah. running towards danger. danger. Yeah. <laughs> and in this movie, it's like, in, like, in the first one, it was like, he's got this chewing gum, and that's his gadget. Right and in this movie, they were like, his gadget is gun. Yeah, He's exactly. got a gun and a grenade, yes. and he's going to kill people. And it's like, this is not really the vibe of the first this, one, guys. This movie is like if Republicans bought Mission Impossible from Democrats, and they're like, we have a way of doing this better. <laughs> it's just, like, we blow things up a lot. We're really going to sex it up and put a lot <laughs> of guns in it. And it's yeah. like, okay, all right. Yeah. And we have to make it very clear that Tom Cruise... We can't let anybody think. It's like the Church of Scientology was like, listen, the first one, he was too asexual. We don't want people to think he's gay. Yeah, he, he has was to too fuck. good at his job. Yeah, we, we need him to have sex with a woman on screen. Yeah. yeah. Or else they'll be on to us. God, that's right. This movie just like fucks. This, I, I do think, I wonder how much this, I, I, when was GoldenEye? Was it before this? Let me look it up. 99 maybe? I wonder if they were trying to do... Like, oh, hey, James Bond fever is out Goldeneye there was 95. Oh, 95. Okay, so I, I wonder how much of this is like, well, hey, maybe we could do another Mission Impossible movie and make it a little more action-y, like the diehards or the James Bonds, Dude. and he can be this, like, debonair, like, fuck machine. <laughs> you know what I think it is? is? I think it's like, I think it was, I truly think it was the turn of the millennium, like, just... I'm not familiar. It's, it's that... <laughs> I know you don't know his movies. So there's a guy named Will Smith. Uh-huh. Um, but it was the turn of the millennium, like, aesthetic, right? Because it was, yeah. like, extreme. Or there was, like, X-T-R-E-M-E, right? Everything yeah. had to yeah. be... Skateboard! Yeah, everything <laughs> was, like, the 90s are fucking gone. Yeah. It's the future, dude. Yeah. Everything's extreme. Like You guys heard of Razor scooters? <laughs> yeah, you heard of Razor phones? You will soon. Get ready for yeah, it. everything was sharp. <laughs> Everything was sharp. Like they made a fucking Looney Tunes like reboot that was like extreme Looney Tunes, and like yeah. like the 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 kids cartoon TV shows. It was like Spider Man Unlimited. Like it, everything yeah. was fucking edgy and like. Is that cool. the Neil Patrick Harris one? <laughs> no, that one's worse and was later. Uh, oh. I think that one was called. Um, I can't remember what it was called. But Spider-Man Unlimited was an unfortunate, like, only, like, 13 episodes that I watched because it came on Fox and I had it. Yeah. And but yeah, um, like, Samurai Jack. Yeah. And which, like, like yeah. which, to say, like, it's Samurai cool. Jack is, like, good. Sure. And so, like, this aesthetic can be successful. Right. But, like, it's like they took the 2000, like, we have to be cool, extreme aesthetic and put it onto Tom Cruise, who was not meant to be that way. No, right. Yeah, Tom the, Cruise the, isn't cool. I think, no, not really. <laughs> He's uh, likable, you know? Yeah. I, I think the aesthetic of that era can be boiled down into, like, one icon, which is the, like, 
exploding barrel that you can shoot at in a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, you're, you're a little, like a light gun arcade. It's like very obvious that you're supposed to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. So so all that to say, I think it is higher Star Wars. We can maybe come back later with a few more pros and cons. Sure, yeah, yeah. But we should probably maybe get to the game. Yeah, before we do, I want to end this segment and then go to the break on this. It's similar to my Anthony Hopkins-Lawrence Fishburne trail earlier. One of the guys in this movie is the guy Ethan from Lost, um, if you ever watched that. he was, I did watch Lost. Uh, it was not clear as to if he was in the tail section of the plane or not, and in fact, he's actually one of the others. Um, he is, his name is Ethan, first of all. He's one of the bad guys. And he, that actor, is Tom Cruise's cousin. No way. So that's something. So he's the he's the actor that just like is that little hacker guy on their team, on the bad guys team, I think, he's right? Only, I can't remember what it is his role is, but like you hear him talk once or twice. He's in that first sequence and you see him throughout, yeah. but he's never like a, too big of a big shot. I remember him talking at the end and being surprised that he had an American accent. Because all oh, the other yes. bad guys had a, like some kind of you know UK accent, and he was like, yeah. "All right, boss, it's done." And I was like, "Huh? Why are you American?" And Everyone his voice else... is deeper than you would think. Like yeah. his his face is like similar to Tom Cruise. They have that sort of like skinny face, and like you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect him to have a deep voice. <laughs> yeah, it was you very off putting. Where you can like see someone and be like, "I bet I know what your voice sounds like," and then they start talking, and you're like, "I fucking nailed it." <laughs> yeah, or you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> right. Um, okay, um, but yeah, we can go to the pit for now. All right, can, I would love to How about to we go. rappel in like on yeah. a cable on our back? <laughs> and we... I can't think I of a funny I thing to say. I don't have a good one. <laughs> and we're back! Keep this in. <laughs> okay, uh, I have the game this week, and uh, here we go. We'll just get started. Let's so just jump in. So this movie was, if I recall, the marketing really leaned on it being called MI2. Sure. Uh, like, cause that again, like that that like year two thousand aesthetic of like abbreviation LOL was probably really hot at the time. Um, so this game is called MI two, but not the way you're thinking it's spelled. It's a question. MI two. <laughs> <laughs> so some background. I came up with that name. Knew I had to use it. Couldn't couldn't part with it. And then I had nothing. <laughs> I, I had no ideas. And then again, this is one where Caitlin and I like brainstormed what it could be. And essentially, I didn't throw out any of the ideas. It's all of the different versions we thought of and just like one or two questions from each. <laughs> Good. So, Well, th- real quick, before you even uh-huh. get started, this makes me think of a cute thing that my nephew did, does, did. He's almost three now, but... He's been two for almost a year, and so after he learned mm-hmm. that he was two, like, he could ask him, how old are you? Like, I'm two. He did this thing where, like, if you asked him anything, he was like, hey, are you a, like, are you a baby? No, I'm two. Are you a boy? <laughs> no, I'm two. Like, are you wearing, like, you know, uh, overalls? No, I'm two. And it was like, no matter what you asked him, he was like, I'm two. That's okay? really cute. I just learned this, and you guys are idiots, because you're asking me if I'm all other things. I'm two. <laughs> <laughs> I we I don't I don't remember this because I would have been too young. But when in my the first house I lived in, I only lived there till I was like three and a half. But our next door neighbors apparently like one of the boys was a little older than me. He was probably like four or five, and I was maybe one or two. I don't know the math. But um, he uh, anytime anyone asked him a question, 
he would just sort of take a guess at what the right response was because he knew like he knew his favorite color, he knew his favorite animal, things like that. But if people said, you know, like, what's your favorite food? He would go, mm, I don't know, red. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I only know that through the stories, I and that. I don't remember it because, of course, I don't. Oh, um, okay, so this is called MI2. <laughs> This first one is the, like, most logical one. And, in fact, I even had the thought yesterday of, like, do I just run with this and make this the game? But I wanted to include the other stupid things we came up with, too. Um, so the idea here is um, I am going to outline a situation and say who I am. And I will then ask, am I two? And you have to tell me if I am two or not. It's like, two years old. <laughs> um, so here's, here's a hopeful – well, maybe it's not easy. I don't know. But here's, like, an example. It is January 20th, 1993. My name is Mike Gospel, and I live in Bloomington, Indiana. Am I too? Yes. I am not. No. I am one month shy of turning two. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I should have known that. because February for, 22nd. Yeah, because our birthdays are really close to each other. I remember, I I remember you were in 91, but I should have known that because we have like we both February birthdays. Damn so it. of the like five questions in this segment of this portion of the game, that was one of the two that was sort of like borderline gettable. The other ones are going to just have to know the person's birthday and the event itself that I'm outlining. <laughs> this is great because there is a, we're, we are recording another episode after this and there is a question in that that also has to do with someone's birthday. So I'm very excited. Oh, okay. Um, so this, this one's wild. And this is what the rest of these are sort of like. It is July 14th. 1881 and Billy the Kid was just shot and killed in New Mexico my name is Albert Einstein am I too? <laughs> I mean I see the way to make this gettable is if I if I said the event and and it was you know like a hundred years away from that person's birthday or, you know, like even, even like 30 years or something like, no, actually I'm 32. But like this one is also like within like a couple months. <laughs> so, I mean, it's feasible because that's around the time he would have been born. Cause like he was active in America in the early 1900s as an adult. So like, right. I'm going to say, yeah, he's two. He is two. His birthday was in March of 1879. So he was two in a couple of months. Yes. <laughs> and like after I sort of broke this formula, maybe we'll just use this again at some point. But I was like, yeah, man, I really wish I like made these questions gettable. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. <clears throat> it is 1666. And Isaac Newton is in the middle of developing differential calculus. My name is William Shakespeare. Am I too? No. That is correct. I am 102. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he was way earlier than that. Yeah, he was in the 1560s. I was doing was the math born. in my brain and I was like, no, right? No, right? Like, he wasn't For around me, in the early anything 1700s. that's like before 1776, I'm like, yeah, that was, you know. <laughs> it's like, maybe. You Shakespeare, know Joan of Arc, I don't know. <laughs> you know what's actually humiliating is what I thought of was... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shakespeare was mentioned or was around in Marvel 1602, like the alternate universe. That's pretty good. And I was like, so I think, no. <laughs> like, that's what I yeah. went to. It wasn't like my theater training. Of knowing, yeah, right, your your college degree. My college degree where it, like, <laughs> presumably at some point, I actually, I didn't yeah. have to take theater history for some reason. Right. 
Musical theater um, majors didn't have to, so I don't know. So this one it was, for whatever reason, a favorite of mine of these questions. It's the infamous eleven twenty two sixty three, and President JFK is assassinated. My name, Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> Am I too? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, she's about the same age as my parents, and my parents would have been, like, almost, would have been one or almost two at that time. Yeah, she I was, was like, born yeah. in January of 1961. There we um, go. Okay, this is the last one of the age ones, and then we'll move on to the next version of this game. Do you want to, real quick, do you want to hear how, stu- how, how I'm dumb? <laughs> yes, please. Tell me so, how you're dumb. I just realized this, like, weeks ago, that, so I was born in 1992. Mm-hmm. I can never remember how old my parents are. Mm-hmm. And I realized recently that they were born in 1962. And I was like, all I have to do is add 30 to my age and I'll <laughs> always know. Right. Like, it's not even hard. And I literally have been alive for almost 30 years and was like, how old mom and dad again? <laughs> When's their birthday? Let me do the, the math. And I'm like, I could have just been doing this stupid shortcut yeah, this whole time. it's a very easy one. <laughs> so that's how I'm stupid. Uh, that's great. Um, okay, last one of the age people one. It's September 2nd, 1945, the end of World War II. My name is George Lucas. Am I too? I mean, that would be about the right age, but I'm going to say no. Good guess, because he's one, (laughs) which means he's probably like one and change. That's another one that's just like an asshole question to ask. (laughs) Man, that, we've been watching a lot of Jeopardy great. lately, and like those, que- you know, the Jeopardy clues—they have like two or three ways of getting the answer. You know, like yeah. I did not give you that. So next one, so I, <laughs> another quick. Oh yeah, please tangent. So I had a, a the person who directed the show I was in last fall is one of the like winningest Jeopardy people oh, wow. uh, contestants. He won Jeopardy so good. <laughs> so like he's not like he wasn't close to Ken Jennings, right? It wasn't even close, uh-huh. but. He had some uh, record of like winning by the most margin, uh-huh. and then he also, uh, I think, beat IBM's Watson oh, like uh-huh. in Jeopardy like the most times, something like that. But he won Jeopardy. He did Jeopardy so good mm-hmm. that he that Jeopardy was like, "Do you want to work for Jeopardy?" And so like he is a consultant to write questions. That's a for fucking Jeopardy. dream. Yeah, and, and not just Jeopardy because most the most recent thing he did was the most recent Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh-huh. that was like with Jimmy Kimmel yeah, and like yeah. uh, celebrities that were for charity he wrote on that so he got to meet like uh, Catherine O'Hara and wow. Warren Lapkus was on it Anderson Cooper like that's so he, cool his Instagram was wild because he was just like this is I wrote the million dollar question this week and I was like you are your life is insane his life is that's insane, amazing so. I, I would love to work for Jeopardy I'd love to be Jeopardy not not you know like Alex is like as good as it gets for sure. But like he's been doing this forever. If they ever keep the show yeah. running and need another host, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring just right now here on the record. I think I would, I would, <laughs> I would love it. You know, honestly, my favorite part of the episode is when he talks to the people for like 30 seconds each and everybody's story is like, now I understand you've been on an elevator. <laughs> like they're so fucking dry and no one's good at like doing the interaction. So, and, and no. including Alex really, like he's always just like, all right, great. <laughs> he moves on. My- <laughs> There's a really good uh, like supercut of him like saying like his his like heritage is French or something. So like there's a really good supercut of him saying like 
genre or some kind uh-huh. of French word like that. He always leans into in, like, French very... pronunciations. Yeah. And it's just great because it's like, why are you doing you that, seen, uh, Alex? We know. Have you seen Jeff Purdy? That clip, it goes around all the time, and, and it's like all three contestants' names are Jeff, and all the categories' names are Jeff, and like you just keep saying Jeff. It's really funny. Um, uh, anyway, I love you, Alex. I love you, Jeopardy, and I would love to work on that show because they shoot an entire week in like a fucking afternoon. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, okay, this next portion was another um, answer from Caitlin as to like what should the game called MI2 be, and she immediately had this one at the ready which was twins. Like, mm. am I one of two? <laughs> am I two? Am I a set of twins or a person who is a twin? So I am going to say I am a person's name, and you have to say if I am I two, as in am I Great. a twin? Okay. I am Scarlett Johansson. Am I two? No. Um, no, she is a twin. She has a what? twin brother, apparently. What? <laughs> seems like... I want to say his name wild. is Hunter, maybe? Sure, um, why not? All right, next one. I am Kiefer Sutherland. Surely not. No, surely am not. Am I too? <laughs> no. Uh, he is a twin. <laughs> he has a twin sister who apparently works in like uh, post-production, I think. What? Um, all right, next one. I am Ashton Kutcher. I'm just going to keep saying no because my world is being rocked. I have a twin. <laughs> what the Ashton fuck? Kutcher has a twin brother. Do they look alike? Somewhat. Like they could be brothers. <laughs> wow. Um, and then the last one of the MI2 twins. I am Academy Award winner Rami Malek. Yes? Yes, he is a twin. His brother's name is Sammy. <laughs> I think I knew that. Sammy and Sammy. I think I knew that. That was, so like the, uh, uh, once again, since me and Charlie have been watching Buffy, another Buffy story. So the actor that plays Xander, who's a shitty person in real life, but he has an identical twin. And so they did an episode of like a, like a, you know, oh, there's two Xanders. Like, uh-huh. which one's the real one? And the reason, I, I guess the reason they did it is because he had a twin so who funny. looked pretty much exactly like him. So anytime they're in the same frame, it's not movie magic of like splitting the screen right. or anything. It's, it's literally like just him and his twin. That's funny. They do, a, can... they do a, tw- it's not a twin thing. It's like a double thing. But I, in fact, I just took video of it because I was watching Mission Impossible 5 this weekend or last weekend rather. And they do this really cool trick that it looks as though Tom Cruise is putting a mask on um, Benji on uh, Simon mm. Pegg and uh, Ilsa, the uh, uh, Rebecca Ferguson character, is standing there watching. She is in the foreground, and Simon Pegg is in the foreground. And a man in a purple shirt does put on a mask onto him. But when you see in the mirror, it is Tom Cruise, and he the mask he's putting on is actually just the guy's face. So the guy that you know they're doubling is who's in the quote unquote mirror, and then it's mm. just the side of a woman in a shirt that matches Rebecca Ferguson's shirt, and they just did it all practically. It's so fucking cool. That's really cool. Um, that was the, the 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 two times I got to be on set of a TV show was the mm-hmm. the short lived AV Club TV show in which I was the back and shoulder of the host because <laughs> they did two yeah they did two like double twin bits and they were like you're close to the same size scott ackerman is the back of michael kane and austin powers in gold member in like a, a in like a a flashback for like a second 
Oh, kind of the tales we fact. tell. Um, okay, the last uh, little bit here is um, am I too? Is the answer to the thing I'm saying the number two? <laughs> so this okay, is math, it. or it's maybe numbers in different ways. Sure, numbers the TV show, or like yeah, numbers. num 3RS. <laughs> uh, did you watch that show? Oh, yeah, my, my family, we watched that. Like, I feel my like parents I maybe saw it. it once, but like, was, I, I feel like I would have really liked it at the time. I'm guessing now I probably wouldn't care for it. I think, I, I think we liked it because it was like smart. Yeah. You know? Um, all right. I am the only even prime number. Am I two? Yes. Correct. I am 98 divided by 49. Am I two? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am the number of eyes on a praying mantis. I too. No. Correct. For whatever I googled, it said it was five. <laughs> oh, that's a weird amount. Um, I am technically the number of ears that a bat has. I'm gonna say. Yes, because of the word technically. Yes, it is true. <laughs> I I thought that might throw you because it would be like so weird if they technically had three. <laughs> uh, I, now yes. I want to know, like, if you if you didn't really count it just technically, how many do they have? Yeah, you know? they also have two regular. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hope you know, uh, or I hope you have maybe a pen and pencil, <laughs> a, a pen and pencil. <laughs> Get a pen out so you can write on it with a pencil. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, you've one. got them. Yep. I am 10 times 8 divided by 4 times 1 half minus 6. Am I 2? Mm. No, you're 4. I am 4. <laughs> mm. Is this fun, listeners? <laughs> That's like those math magician things where they're like, Pause the video, and it's yeah, like every take answer's this, always nine or multiply it by, and it's like if I'm right, you have to like and share. And yeah, it's like, shut up. This isn't magic. <laughs> um, okay, two more. I am the number of poop. Am I two? <laughs> yes. Correct. <laughs> and then I don't have an answer written down for this. I think we have to figure it out ourselves. Okay. I am the optimal. Optimal. <laughs> That's it. I am the optimal. Am I too? <laughs> no, I'll start it again. <laughs> I am the optimal number for amount of hosts on a podcast mm. for it to be good. <laughs> am I too? Okay, well, let's figure this out. Okay, first piece of evidence. This mm. is a good podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. So that's pretty damning. Send us your fan art. Send us your suggestions. Just say hi, honestly. Just send us yeah. an email so we have something that comes to our inbox. <laughs> yeah, and we can, it'll make us smile. So that's my first piece of evidence. Other pieces of evidence, though, there are a lot of good podcasts with only one host. Mm, sure. Some have three. WTF. Mark Marin. Those are both mm -hmm. one. Or that's, that's the same podcast, but it's one. <laughs> <laughs> WTF with Mark Marin is both one host. Yes. Um, you know, the McElroy brothers, that's three, yeah. uh, professor you know. Blastoff, RIP. That was three. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say if we have, I'm going to say, okay, optimal, maybe no, but average the mean. Yes. Or the end, the median, probably. What I about would say the optimal? 
<laughs> uh, the Optable is probably a Transformer, like mm-hmm. an off-brand Optimus Prime, <laughs> and would also be two. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> and that was Am I Two? Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! We did it. Um, I like can... that game a lot. Oh, thank it was you. Like, it was like mini games. There was like it was like WarioWare. It was like yeah. mini games. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you, did you have WarioWare on like the Game Boy Advance? No, unfortunately I never had video games. So all of my uh. knowledge, well, I, <laughs> until the Xbox 360. So all my knowledge is just uh, cumulative based on the internet. Sure. So yeah, my man, WarioWare was joke fun. was not based on personal experience. No, sure. That was a fun game though. My sister had it. My mom loved it. Like we, we would just pass around the Game Boy on like road trips to play oh, WarioWare yeah, mini games. So I do want to wrap this up. I do also have um, written down here Mike's take in quotes. Okay. Do you want to hear Mike's take? Yeah, I'm ready for it. (laughs) So Mission Impossible, the OG, showed us how serious these movies can be. Like that they can take themselves seriously, that they can be, you know, self-serious. Like the, the, the... they're not wacky, or they don't have to be wacky. This movie, Mission Impossible 2, MI2, MI2, showed how wacky they can be. Mm. Like, how absolutely crazy they can be. Not necessarily in, like, stunts, because those come later, but in just, like, overall tone. Like, yeah. I guess this is a tone thing that I'm saying. Mission Impossible 1 solidified how like serious the tone could be mission impossible 2 solidified how wacky it could be and then every other mission impossible movie in fact probably new ones until they stop making them will fall somewhere in that spectrum none Uh, of them will ever be as serious as the first one or as wacky as the second one that is a good take i think that's my hypothesis i think we we ought to hold that up and have it tested and send it out for peer review and everything yeah yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get a hold of some journals and uh, <laughs> some academic journals. Uh-huh. No, that feels accurate to me because of these do feel like they're on opposite ends of a spectrum. And I and having the ones I have seen, not being like being I think three and four, do feel like they fall in sort of between these two. Yeah. So that I think that's a good take. I think that makes sense to me. I'm trying like to think all of, other... of the movies from here on out take themselves seriously to be sure, but they aren't like um so gripping spy thriller. Like nineteen seventies, yeah. uh, you know, like paranoia films as the first one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think of any other Star Wars comparisons before we try yes, to wrap up. Yes, it yes, does yes, feel yes, higher yes. than the first one, so the first one we gave a five. That's right. You know, we also I at think... the end of this have to make sure we put we slot oh, yes. this into our ranking of both Star Wars and just Mission Impossible movies. How good they are. <laughs> yes, I feel like. It's yeah. It's more than MI one. It does. I think for most. I think it is a tone thing. Mostly, it's a tone thing because yes. it's not even like necessarily content, but just the tone and the feel of the movie are so zany, zany that it does <laughs> yeah. feel like the zanier parts of the Star Wars right canon. Like like Anakin like diving out of a flying car in Coruscant. Yeah, feels like that motorcycle chase. Like what you yeah. said when he's wearing heelys, he's like riding on the side of the motorcycle with his feet on the ground. Yeah, that was. I was so confused by that. I was like, his feet would break. But How after this movie, that? they use motorcycles in like almost all of them. Like they just they love Tom Cruise. Just like loves riding motorcycles. I lo- that's what I love about these movies because it does feel like it's just Tom Cruise being like, you know what I'm really into these days? 
rock climbing. Let's yes. put some rock climbing in that. I, I think they also, just from like a filmmaking standpoint, every movie does add something to the later movies. Like each movie at, that comes later, which is a little different than Star Wars because Star Wars was all like a single auteur vision and then like eventually people all started like tacking stuff on. But this is like... Everyone just takes their shot at it, and they're like, okay, well, hey, I did sort of like the motorcycle chase. I think it was a little much, mm. but we could do a motorcycle chase in this movie, you know? Yeah, maybe some motorcycles. Um, yeah, and then John yes, Wu was like, okay. I like the masks, so we're going to do the masks a lot. all the time. <laughs> but to that end, it is a little more sci-fi-ish than Mission Impossible 1. Yeah, you've got and some since weird... that's what we're comparing to here, other than yeah. Star Wars, we're comparing to our precedent that MI1 is a 5. I think that I could I think I could semi comfortably do a rating. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm going to say my my unit of measure is um no, it can't be mask reveals because that's too few. <laughs> uh, just barely. <laughs> just barely too few. Uh <laughs> I think mine is going to be digital cameras. <laughs> That's so funny. I was thinking of like, what? what is it that she has to like take? Is it like the SD card from the yeah, camera or something? Yeah, she has to get it out of his jacket pocket. That's so funny because that's like what I was thinking. But now I'm I not going to do that. I'm going to do something I just couldn't get different. over the fact that they just like, every time they referred to it, they were like, get the digital camera. Like it was like, <laughs> not just the camera, the digital camera. Yeah. So cute. Uh, um, I'm going to do just friggin' doves. Yeah, dude. <laughs> or pigeons. <laughs> I that's what I love because like the first birds I was like those are pigeons and then like there was one that was like a beautiful dove that just yeah. fought, like was there for a while and like like you know so I was like the... right at the screen like that <laughs> that image of like the bat from all the different Batman movies like flying yes. right at the camera <laughs> maybe that's what happened with John Woo he's like had a traumatic experience with a dove and he's yeah, like maybe I he's have dove to man. use dove. he's dove man I um, am the dove man I am the dove man <laughs> <laughs> slow mo, slow mo, slow mo. I think I'm gonna since we gave you know, so we're kinda going off of our rating yeah, of my yeah, one, yeah. I think I'm gonna give it six digital yeah, cameras. That's that's exactly where I am. Six doves. So MI two is Is that one of the twelve days of Christmas? Six doves? No, two turtle doves. <laughs> two but turtle that, doves. that that song is just all birds. There's like fucking thousands of birds in that song. Yeah, there's way too, honestly too many birds. So so uh it's a six it's more Star Wars than the first one, but on how good they are and how much I like them, uh, it's definitely in last place. Yeah, I would say the same too. So collectively, our ranking for the movies, just of how good they are, since we've only covered two so far, it goes Mission Impossible, then Mission Impossible 2. Yes. But our Hasui ranking is Mission Impossible 2 out of six, Mission Impossible 1 out of five. Yep. <laughs> Yep, and uh, and there you have it, folks. And we're going to continue doing this for the next couple months uh, at the end of the month. So look forward to our continuing coverage of this franchise. <laughs> As and, developments unfold. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's about time to wrap up. So do you want us on the internet? Because if you do. Yeah, if you do, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both how Star Wars is it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a T Public store where we have like two, I think maybe now three shirts by the time you're hearing this because mm. I made a little thing real quick just to see if it would be funny enough to sell. My guess is no. <laughs> um, and uh, that's that link is in our social media stuff. We will also post, I, I know that like this, as of this recording, there's another like sale coming up, but I think... Um, that's already come and gone, but uh, T Public has sales like every other week or so. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you have any desire to get a shirt or a mug or whatever, 
like keep an eye out on our Twitter and Instagram because the shirts go from $20 to like $13, like at the drop of a hat. (laughs) Um, They're good shirts. They're really cool. You can get a Star Wars chili one and the Skyline chili uh, logo style. That's great. Or just Um, sweet. Send us an email at a good podcast at gmail.com. If there's an idea for a shirt that you would like to see, because I can whip up a design if it, if it merits, you know, actual work or if it's just like, I think it'd be really funny if there was just a shirt that said Husweetie on it. I could make that design in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Mike's a v- visual whiz, so he can do it all. Um, you can find our stuff on, I'm at just at josiah.biz on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my website is josiahrobinson.biz. I've got an audiobook coming out. It might be out already. I don't know. It's called The Code. If your AI loses its mind, could take meds. You got to get The Code. You gotta Just get like the you code gotta get the codes. here on the Mission Impossible 2 episode. And Mike uh, is Word Gospel 09. Yes, on, on Instagram, also on YouTube. Yes. Um, and I, let's see, it's late, end of August right now. It's possible that the video's not up yet, but it ought to be soon if it mm-hmm. isn't yet. I just made another toy. Um, it was more of like a one-off thing for uh, an art show that uh, an Instagram f- acquaintance of mine who also does like bootleg toy stuff is curating. Um, I'll, I'll post about it more. In fact, uh, I'll, I'll check after we are done recording this episode to make sure it's like okay to say uh, that you can cut this part or not. I don't know. Mm. Um, but there there ought to be another video of me online making a thing. And uh, I did it all by myself. <laughs> like a big boy <laughs> uh, because f- former and probably at some point future guest again of the show, Pete Byrne, um, who I worked with on the Claire Saffitz action figure video has since moved. And also he's a, a whiz at shooting and directing as well as of course editing. And I'm reteaching myself how to edit on iMovie on my iPad. And it is <laughs> a slog. I have very little skills and it has very limited capabilities. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, the worst way to, to learn, reteach yourself. <laughs> However, if it were like, if I had to like buy a software or whatever, I, I at that point would feel like I was too invested and like I would really have to teach myself. And at this point I was just like, eh, I have it. Yeah, was, yeah might as well. So check um, that out. Check that um, out. My you... uh, Twitter is Mike Gospel. That's the only other thing mm. I ever plug. And why do I even bother? I don't I fucking don't tweet. If you have friends who like the show, tell them to listen to the show. <laughs> and if you have friends who might like the show, tell them to listen to the show. Yeah. And leave a review, please. Leave a review. I think that's all the things we normally say. So Yeah, we want 100 reviews. It's about time for Tubby Bye Bye, right? So Time for Tubby Bye Bye. <laughs> like for Tubby Bye Bye. So like we always say. We love love you, and may the force be with you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Toast. Toast. That's from the first one. When he's testing the volume, he's like, one, two, three, toast. Toast. (laughs) Toast. Good to keep going? Yeah. Me too.